0: This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming, but New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance, run your way.
2: Hello sports fans and also not sports fans welcome to go my favorite sports team the number one sports podcast in the local area and probably more than that the local area what's the local area Mark? Uh, it's indeterminate it's between like 10 miles and maybe a hundred thousand miles I don't know how far <laughs> if it's if it's like number one in the world it could be light years I don't know who am I to say I don't know what I'm talking about <laughs> half the time why would it start now well oh yeah i'm mark (laughs) right that's part of the intro remember when
0: i used to give you shit about not getting the intro
1: script right and
0: i'm like no (laughs) it's just complete nonsense in a lot of ways i uh focus on it and a lot of different things
2: that was a terrible introduction
0: yeah i was trying to that pull that there's up a at script the last you thing.
2: know there we we wrote down exactly yeah what I, it should be. I, yeah
0: I, anyway.
2: uh, uh if you're new to the podcast, my name is mark also known as markiplier i'm joined by tyler i do not know sports very well even after all these episodes so i am kind of representative of the audience side that is not die-hard sports fans or maybe not aware of the world of sports but tyler here is an expert
0: well, I have a master's degree in sport administration. We went through a whole episode that was like, <laughs> you are an expert. You're as much of an expert as it qualifies to be That's an fair. expert. That's fair. I. It's, it's just very difficult for me to accept the term expert because, you know, you look in the mirror and you're like, you're smart, but also like, are you... That smart
2: thing. oh yeah don't be egotistical I was like <laughs> you look in the mirror like you may be handsome but don't think that you're smart
0: you can't be both <laughs> but he is everyone at home he is both it's stunning wow well today we are going to be doing an episode talking about individual sports and team sports but before we kick it off I want to go ahead and dedicate this episode to a late friend of mine who recently passed away tragically Her name is Denise, and she's a big reason why throughout grad school that I made it through grad school. We worked together on a lot of projects. There's numerous papers in there. Like anytime I think about my master's degree or school in general, Denise comes to mind because we just spent a lot of time together and... Every single note talking about the intricacies of everything that goes on in the sporting world, especially on the business side and ethics and various other things. They've always been in my mind. They were the first person that I messaged when the podcast first aired, just being excited about it and wanting to talk to them about it. And hopefully I was hoping to eventually, you know, maybe have them on an episode. But unfortunately, they passed away and they're a very big part of my life. And so I just wanted to take a moment to, you know, honor them and immortalize them in the best way that I could with this Mm. podcast episode. Yeah,
2: unfortunately, I didn't know Denise or I don't think I've ever had a chance to meet them. But yeah, you were telling me like the whole thing about you having a master's degree, you know, like kind of leaning into that. It's true, but you know, we goof around with it. But it's like that is part of the reason why we're here doing this podcast because you are by all accounts an expert or at least really advanced in the field of knowledge of sports. Not the best in the world, maybe, but that master's degree does represent more than just being a piece of paper. It's a record of accomplishment of how far you've come in terms of your pursuit of knowledge in the world of sports. And and it sounded when we were talking just like Denise was a huge part of that even happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They were the first friend and probably the only friend that I've kept in touch with for the most part in grad school Mm because... I got my grad degree out in Colorado so like I left, you know, Mark Wade and Bob all behind in Ohio and this was before Bob ended up going for his law school and everything. Mm-hmm. And I still remember distinctly listening and watching videos just to be like, hey, I'm kind of with my friends again, you know. So mm-hmm. it was a big part of that and You know, she worked in the sporting field. She was an assistant athletic director at a junior college, very prestigious junior college. And, you know, I learned a lot from her and hopefully she learned some from me. And unfortunately, that connection is a little bit gone now, but always with me and should forever always be remembered as a part of this podcast in some degree. Mm-hmm.
2: And I think like it, it probably I don't know what exactly the topic is going to be about besides like individual sports and teamworks. But I imagine it ties into that because it is really much like teamwork extends beyond just say corporate posters that are motivational to some degree. And, you know, team sports where, you know, you're all in a huddle before you go out on the field, and like, oh, oh, oh. you know, teamwork extends to every facet of human life. You know, there is no one out there, I think, that is listening to this podcast that has not at least had a conversation with another human i don't know what point i'm making
0: (laughs) yeah i mean society as a whole works in collaboration with other people and that's a a big part of teamwork so Mm. so let's just get into the episode um in honor of denise okay This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary. Whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming. But New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. You know, all those subscription websites, they just hide those charges from you. They're hidden and repetitive and you forget about them. Oh, I know exactly which websites you're talking about. The ones that you like to go to. You do? I've literally spent so long digging through my finances. Rocket Money can help cancel your subscriptions. You're saying Rocket Money is a personal finance app that helps and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can grow grow your savings? Absolutely, yes. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses? Uh-huh, yeah. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lower bills for me? Up to 20%?
2: Maybe. But for our listeners, definitely yes. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com sports team. That's rocketmone dot com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-T-E-A-M. That's
1: rocketmoney.com
0: There are two distinct categories of sport, right? You have your individual sport and your team sports. Okay. But which sports do you think are team sports versus individual sports? Because there are sports where they have a team element, Uh but to me don't seem like they're necessarily team working. Okay. This feels like a trick question. This feels like something the
2: Sphinx would ask you before letting you in the tomb. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go C. Neither are a team sport. Final answer.
0: False. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fail. So when you think about wrestling, obviously when we wrestled in high school, mm-hmm. on the mat, there's only two people competing against each other. Sure. It's an individual sport. Unless you got that that tri-wrestling turn tri- where it's like a free-for-all and there's just like a
2: big pile of bodies undulating trying to pin each other.
0: Like uh, the Royal Rumble, uh, WWE style. Yeah, exactly. Where's tag team wrestling in professional wrestling? Why can't I clothesline the other person? Well, there is tag team wrestling in that, but that wrestling is entertaining it's not really a sport they do a lot of really athletic stuff but it is mostly scripted and it's stunts and it is not a sport
2: oh really well we'll save that all for the is it a sport episode which we're going to do eventually but i feel like you're upsetting a lot of people at this moment
0: probably And he doesn't care. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. He does not care. But you think about football. Everybody has to do their job and work together. In order for a completed play to work, the offensive line has to block. The quarterback has to get the ball from the center, Mm -hmm. hand the ball off, or complete a pass to a receiver. Yeah. And the defense has to work together to cover all area, make a tackle, and prevent them from moving the ball forward and advancing to score. Mm Mm-hmm. Gymnastics, only one person is competing at a time, but mm-hmm. there's the ability to tally up points. To me, to define truly a team sport, everybody needs to work in collaboration for success to happen. Mm-hmm. To me, when you're an individual competing in wrestling and you're, you know, you win by tech fall, that's five points for the team, or you get a pin, that's six points for the team. Sure. Those point systems, it's really just individuals. It's an individual sport that they're just like, oh, there's a point element so that we can have a team advance. I mm-hmm. don't consider that a team sport. No? No. Even if you are part of a team that is
2: collectively working together towards like a maximum point?
0: No, because in the actual competition, uh-huh. at the root of it, it uh-huh. is 1v1. Okay. It is individualistic. Same thing with swimming. Uh-huh. They have relay races. That's the closest thing to a team that you can get. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, one person is swimming at a time. Mm-hmm. I'd consider it more of a team sport if one person was the arms and the other person was the legs and they're holding on to each other. Sure. Then I'd think it's more of a team sport. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Sorry, that visual just entered my mind. <laughs> I've done that numerous times with my brother and with swim team. We would uh, call it train swimming. Uh huh. So, like, we'd have one person in the middle who literally is just holding the legs of the f- person right, in front right, of it. yeah. <laughs> the... It's, it's
2: the human centipede of swimming. You yes. Know? <laughs> it's some horrible. Um, do you go ass to mouth for each of those? you breathe the one f- the front breathes <laughs> swallows air and it has to chain down no, no, no,
0: i no. think that's a fact everyone at home that no, is what no that is what tyler did in <laughs> no Co. no the But um, the point I'm trying to make is like the team element of gymnastics, Mm -hmm. competitive gymnastics that we see in the Olympics, I don't consider really a team sport. I consider it an individual that contributes to the team by individual success. Okay. All right. Because when it comes down to the actual competition itself, the team
2: in that aspect is an amalgamation of everyone's overall performance, but it is inherently individualized.
0: It's like a virtual team. Yeah. It's not really a team like... I get the arguments that people are probably going to have is like uh-huh. they practice together, they work together, they yeah. they push each other and improve each other. Mm-hmm. Yes, in practice, you're a team. Mm-hmm. You're elevating each other so that you can each have individual success. But at the end of the day, you're competing individually.
2: Yeah. So the definition uh, clarification is it's not a team sport even if you work in a team at some point when you are training or doing the sport. Correct. It, a team sport is specific of like the competition itself is multiple people working together against other multiple people working together in the moment of competition, the match itself.
0: Correct, so okay. to me the, the the key team sports that I can name are like cricket, especially on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. That's a huge part of it. Baseball, mm. defensive side, massive team sport. Both of them are almost very much individualistic in the hitting side. In cricket, we haven't had the primer, so I'm talking about it because I've been studying uh-huh, for that. Uh-huh. There's actually two batters, so there's there's a way they score runs that is still collaborative offensively, uh-huh. whereas baseball, it's individualistic offensively. The only mm. time it becomes team-oriented, weirdly, is when they're doing base running. So it's like
2: in individual sports versus a team, your metric of success Depends entirely on you And team sports Your metric of success Is dependent on others' actions And other people can make mistakes
0: Correct It depends on your Together collaborative effort mm-hmm. If you throw a ball Another person has to catch it Those kinds of things Okay You have to know the positioning And understand where the other person's gonna be You have to have a Nuance oh, Understanding ho, 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 ho. He said Of the thing. each player's Take a shot everyone at home work.
2: Drink <laughs> All right, so why is it important to make this extremely fine distinction? Why are we defining it in such detail?
0: Because to get to the deeper understanding of how teamwork works mm-hmm. and how important it is, you need to understand that teamwork...
2: Makes the dream work.
0: Yes, but, <laughs> but that it requires not only knowledge and skill of the game, uh-huh. but knowledge of your fellow teammate. Of your place on the team. Of your place, but also you have to understand the other person's play style. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to read a person. You have to have that communication. You have to have that little voice in the back of your mind that's just like, I know exactly where you're going to be if this happens. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. And there's an element of trust.
2: I I remember seeing like I was stumbling across a TikTok that was sport related. It's been slowly, progressively a few more sport things because I think I uh, the algorithm overlord decides that I. Like that, slowly switching from Elden Ring content because I poisoned that well so long ago. It's been nothing but that. But in this one, it was talking about what is NFL fast. So it was talking about American football and it was defining it in terms of okay, this one individual, like I don't know what his role was, maybe linebacker or something like that. He is fast. He's a big guy, but he's very fast. Ran a forty in, like I think it was four one, mm-hmm. something like that. Is FS? Is that, fast? Does that sound four right?
0: one would be uh, the fastest ever. So no probably Never not mind. Not probably like 4 3.
2: Four, let's say 4 3. Yeah. Very fast. But in NFL and quantifying what NFL fast was, it was something like he may be fast, but his ability to read what the other team was doing and where to go when he needed to be was slow compared to other players who knew the game more and knew what that other team was going to do and was in the right place at the right time. Their mental capacity to think fast in terms of what their other team members are doing, what the other team is doing. where they need to be, what the play is going to be overall on a macro scale. Individually, if it was an individually running sport for people of that weight class, they were real good. Individually, they were very strong. But all the speed in the world wouldn't help them if they couldn't be where their team needed them to be.
0: There's a phrase in sport. It's don't think, just do. Top Gun Maverick. I mean, I just saw that movie recently and I loved it. it. Oh, it's so good. No spoilers, everybody. No spoilers. Spoilers, they fly planes in it. (laughs) But... before I get into that yeah are you sure it's you looking up sports or that your phone isn't listening in on our podcast recording sessions and being like you know to be perfectly honest we could have a whole
2: episode talking about how technology is listening to us you think we're surrounded by cameras and microphones at all times and of course it would be foolish for us to think that they wouldn't be able to be turned on at any particular moment or used to listen to us facebook literally was proved to be listening in on conversations it is not a coincidence that when you are talking about a certain Thing and you see a commercial for that thing on the tv or on youtube or wherever especially facebook because they are eavesdropping in certain circumstances but you never know when but i won't talk about
0: that. Right <laughs> this is not the time but as a teammate it's important to eavesdrop on your teammates so that you know hide in your teammates bushes <laughs> peer into their
2: windows at night watch them shower this is what we need to do this is what tyler degree of sports, (laughs) says we need to do oh no think of how bonded they'd be think of how close they'd be because what would happen is like you would go to look in your teammates windows but they wouldn't be home because they're at your house looking in your windows and then as you're walking back in the middle of the night you run into each other like
0: oh hey "Hey, we're already on the same
2: wavelength get naked get in the shower (laughs) all right (laughs) And then, then that's teamwork. That is uh, the definition of teamwork.
0: No, but getting back into the actual topic at hand. We, oh, okay. We, first <laughs> right. of all, we defined the team sports, right? Uh-huh, yes, okay. Um, and the f- sports we're focused on are the ones where success de- depends fundamentally on collaborative effort. Okay. And so going into Act 2 here. Act 2, got it. We're going to talk about how we'll put that put like, No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> act 2. <laughs> mm, the acting. All right so <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's tyler's default whenever i go on some random tangent like just some bullshit i'm doing it, he just <sighs> so i know that very well
0: <laughs> it's always the deep breath too it really
2: is it really is i can feel it and like the whole room just the wind of it just oh god it moves me <laughs> the deep
0: size anyway sorry And so, so how do you get to the point to where you have a deeper understanding, right? Because throughout your life, you're going to have different teammates growing up in youth sports. A lot of times you have the same teammates and a lot of times teammates become friends and that's a huge thing. Mm -hmm. But as you advance through your age and through professional and college and everything else, your teammates change. Mm -hmm. So how do you try and build that bond faster and quicker than you did in your early years because in youth sports a lot of times the team it was you were working on fundamentals you're working on heightening your motor skills Uh you're working on advancing your skill and you're doing it in the same place as another person obviously you have conversations and that's just the human dynamic you want to interact with your fellow teammates but how you make a team come together and how quick you can do that can significantly impact your success so how teams do that is also important what teams did i have as a baby are we talking just sports or like life itself you can go into life itself yeah. okay what teams do i have as a baby your family
2: Wow, family is the first team we have. I would say so, yeah. Wow. I guess you know, I made it as a
0: joke, but I guess it's kind of true. Mm. Food for thought, everyone. We're learning today. Yeah, cuz your parents have to work together to take care of you, whether they're both working and they have to figure out their schedules and their job, but they have to feed you. Mm-hmm. They have to take care of you. So fundamentally, your first experience in that is watching and, your parents work and fundamentally members. you are letting them down. Like you were really
2: <laughs> as a baby, you're failing your team.
0: <laughs> you're not letting them sleep.
2: You're not letting them <laughs> (laughs) You're forcing
0: them to pay a lot of money for your food. You you popped out the womb a bad
2: teammate is what we're trying to say. (laughs) You poop
0: too much. (laughs) You poop too much.
2: (laughs) You puke too little. It's not good. Across the board, everywhere a failure. But you
0: get better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Growing up, you experience collaborative effort. Some people experience good collaboration. Some people experience bad collaboration. Some people don't have collaboration because they Mm -hmm. only have a single parent. Right. But even then, they have to collaborate with maybe babysitters or other Mm -hmm. people to help you know take care of them they collaborate with their parents your grandparents family is the ultimate foundational team if we're talking about life every time you say collaboration i think of like a you know
2: youtubers <laughs> you do a collab? that's a team you do a collab <laughs> yeah, let's do a collab come on it's so. Honest, that was a team it was a team <laughs> it was a team god that was a team effort but no team okay so besides getting into the profundity. That's a real word, profundity of the human experience as a whole, which I imagine we're we're gonna circle back to. Let's uh, sticking to sports. Come on, come on, Tyler. Yeah. Let's
0: stick to the sports. Well, come you on, back to the topic. I, I, of the I, hey, I just rolled with the topic. No, no,
2: no, no, no. Sports. Okay.
0: Teamwork growing up as a human, learning from other people. Yeah. So in youth sports, a lot of times you're you're learning from the coaches mm-hmm. more than you're learning from each other. But as you continue playing the game, you're a sponge. You're absorbing how both your team interacts Mm -hmm. and how the other team interacts. And you're learning the principles of the game to where you understand this person has to do this to get to here Uh and what I need to do to be a part of that team. And the worst feeling in the world, and you discover this as you're growing up, is not letting yourself down necessarily, but letting other people down. Mm -hmm. And so when you're in that environment, you are working your darndest to be there when you're supposed to be for that person to be able to complete the play. Mm -hmm. So in baseball, if a ground ball is hit to the shortstop, the shortstop obviously has to scoop up the ball, but then he has to know where to throw it. If the play's at second, the second baseman has to cover second base. Mm -hmm. If the play's at home, the catcher has to be there to cover home and the pitcher needs to back up the catcher. If The play's at first, the first baseman needs to be there and the right fielder needs to be ready to back up if the ball's missed. Mm -hmm. All of those pieces have to work individually and collaboratively in motion. If there's a double play, when you're younger, this is less likely. But second baseman has to cover second, get the ball, then immediately throw and anticipate that their teammate is going to be in the right position. Uh huh.
2: I think this is a pretty universal experience for people, um, or at least a feeling that if you're at home listening to this and not aware of it, we all know the sensation of someone is counting on me to get this done. It is sometimes way more motivating to have a deadline that someone else is relying on. It may not even be a boss or something like giving you a deadline. It's like a friend like can you do this for me at this time help me move my couch at xyz that'll get your ass up off the couch way more than say if you needed to move a couch by yourself or do something by yourself it's it's kind of like a an external societal factor of i care about this person and this person will think less of me if i let them down and for some people like it's just generally motivating like you know i can't let my friends down i can't let my family down i can't let other people down but they're so easy when it comes to i can let myself down that's a tough one like that when you get to the root of like the motivational structure of like you can be easy on yourself or hard on yourself but like when other people and the the societal pressure of like being a competent human being to everyone around you and trying to be like I need to keep up the facade of a good human being for everyone around me so they don't think that I'm just a complete failure you know and so uh as many of that is like an illusion or whatever it's like it really is kind of something that everybody can relate to in terms of just like I gotta be there for the people that matter to me
0: and so as you advance in sports, obviously it becomes more and more difficult as your teammates change. You have your practices together and yes, you'll get into the motion of yes, I know this person's going to be accountable and do their job, mm-hmm. but there becomes a greater understanding of each other mm-hmm. that needs to happen when you get into other sports. Mm-hmm. Volleyball, for example. Yeah. When you pass that ball, you have to accurately place it. And if you make a mistake, you have to depend on somebody else to be there. But there's so many motions and so many different plays that are run in volleyball with fake spikes to cross spikes or or things like that. And how a frontline would want the set to be, whether it's a flat set or if it's a high set or what direction they prefer it to be, what height they prefer it to be. Those levels of teamwork require a greater understanding of each other that you can't necessarily always get. Get in practice. Mm-hmm. Practice is the fundamental first step to building a team, but bonding outside of the sport itself creates a greater bond to where maybe you develop a play outside of practice with another person. Maybe you put in extra hours after practice, but at the same time, you want to know the person to be able to have that greater understanding. So a lot of times, you know, there there are good ways and bad ways to form a team. Mm. One of the worst ways out there is hazing. Hazing. And me and you, I know we experienced this in wrestling. Yeah. Hazing is a negative impact where everybody feels awful, but it brings them together in a collaborative of like, yeah, we made it through that.
2: Yeah, yeah, the tradition of pain and suffering that yeah. people experience. Like, yeah, I had to do it there for you. It reminds me, I think, have I talked about this on, on this podcast about the monkeys and the ladder and the banana? No. I, I haven't told you about this. So what it always makes me think of is, so they have, let's say, 10 monkeys in a, like an enclosure and there is a banana hung in the middle of the room on a string that has a ladder underneath it, like a step ladder, And so... Obviously, monkey see banana, monkey see ladder, monkey starts to climb the ladder and to go for the banana however every time a monkey got on the ladder they sprayed cold water in the entire enclosure think of like a sprinkler system going (coughs) like spraying all the monkeys and obviously they freak out
0: and uh ethics aside this is just something that happened back probably
2: before anyone you know back when
0: we had a lot of the weird uh experiments of like shocking a person in the lab coat and the power dynamics no Yeah. yeah the the whole of the 1900s was a chaos
2: of terms of experimentation there's many podcasts out there that i listen to that cover this in gory great detail but anyway for this saw experiment all the monkeys get sprayed with water they don't go towards the ladder they all learn that if you touch the ladder you get sprayed with water okay so they remove one of the monkeys they put a new monkey in the enclosure that monkey doesn't know about the water but he sees the banana and knows there's a ladder there. So goes for the ladder, touches a ladder, water everywhere. All the other monkeys are mad at that monkey because they all learned the lesson already. Eventually they cycle out one more monkey. Monkey goes for the ladder. All the other monkeys stop that monkey from going on the ladder. They like haze that monkey. They're like, no, no, no one touches the ladder. And eventually they didn't even spray water this time. And they keep doing this where they cycle out a different monkey to a new monkey until 10 new monkeys are there, there is still the banana on the string there's still the ladder but none of those monkeys have been sprayed with water at all they don't know what the punishment is that they're experiencing they just know you don't go touch the ladder because i got beat up for trying to touch that ladder and every single one of them is like we don't touch the ladder even though there's no more water being sprayed none of them know what the original point of it was they're all just like we went through this shit you don't touch that ladder because i went through that shit that reminds me of what hazing is like in college fraternities and stuff like that. I mean, it's not necessarily, but you know, I kind of can see a little bit of a comparison there. Like it's, it's the whole thing of like, I suffered, therefore you
0: will suffer because I suffered. But then and, you're in it together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then we're in it together. Cause, Cause the you're on the, the same friends. wavelength. Cause yeah. then every monkey in there is on the same wavelength, even though they haven't experienced the punishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're on the same wavelength. And that's, that's what hazing can do. Now, don't haze. First of all, don't haze. It's not good. There's levels of hazing that are incrementally worse and do terrible things to people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's a level of like an okay team bonding moment. That is, it's not a haze, but it's, it's silly. So when I joined my football team in college, I walked onto a football team in college because I didn't play football in high school other than freshman year. And that's a whole different story. We can get into at a different point. Mm-hmm. I think I talked about it. It's like politics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, I walked onto the football team and the ritual was, was that everybody had to do a skit. Uh. They would go on stage and have to do a skit. And the idea was it's based off the team. It can comedy based, whatever you want to do. You can do a musical performance, whatever. It's like a talent show. Right. Now, obviously people have stage fright. Believe it or not, I have stage fright, Mm -hmm. but... I'm also a person who, when I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And so, what ended up happening is we had to form groups and perform a skit. So, first of all, you have a bonding in that group to come up with a skit idea. You're working together. It creates a team within a team, right? Mm -hmm. And then you go on stage and you do it. And a lot of times people will laugh. You make fun of your fellow teammates. You kind of poke fun at the coaches. Mm -hmm. And it gives you an opportunity to like share in that laugh and share in that experience and get a deeper understanding of the person. Than just the athlete. It's like a communal thing
2: that is stressful that people have to go through, but it's not hateful. Correct. It is technically a supportive environment it is doing something that's scary but we all went through it together and now we are bonded at the end of it like, yeah even if you don't have stage fright like it's something to do but also for those that do it's like the biggest challenge in the world but everyone does it so everyone is on the same page
0: and there's no physical harm or real mental harm that comes from this which but is then
2: what- where's the character building how they're gonna get tough
0: if they don't get whapped with the whapping stick that's how i did it when i was a boy why are you looking at me like that <laughs> There's another way that team bonding. I'm just gonna letting it go I don't want to touch that. There's another way where team bonding happens, and it's collaborative punishment. For if something goes wrong as a team, if one person makes a mistake, everybody suffers. Mm. So there was an instance in water polo, not my first year, my sophomore year, mm-hmm. where there was an incident that happened. I won't get into it. Um, I know all the people involved and I know we didn't care for the coach. We didn't care for the player, but there, there was no fight. There was no, nobody was hurt, but there was, there was an altercation Mm -hmm. and it was at our home pool in Milford. Mm -hmm. And after two games, Mm -hmm. we swam for what felt like hours of sprints. Cool. And it was exhausting and Mm -hmm. it was awful and nobody was like mad at that one person obviously everybody looks at him like god damn this is your fault no 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 Mm -hmm. sounds like they were mad but that's usually what happens but it wasn't that case because we all didn't like this coach and so we were like ah it's whatever (laughs) but we all were together suffering Mm -hmm. and we knew the reason for it and it created a a greater bond and we in water polo won a state championship Two years later. Mm-hmm. And the biggest reason I think that happened was because we had so much time playing together mm-hmm. early on that we understood each other's play style, where somebody would be, who was the one that was the better shooter, who was better for this. Like we knew our roles and we understood what somebody was going to do before they did it. Right, And that's the deeper level of teamwork that happens when you actually get to know a person. Mm-hmm. Because there's a thing about knowing what they do normally. hmm. And knowing how they think. Mm. And so when you know how somebody thinks, it's just instantly in your mind, you react, you don't think about it. Mm -hmm. It becomes second nature. Yeah. And that's the level of teamwork that gets you to the highest levels. And in the professional ranks, you know, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase Mm -hmm. played in college. Together. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that they played in college together, but
2: yeah, I always hear when they were talking about the Bengals, like them two together, working together. And I remember Jamar saying, or unless you were about to quote it, uh, no, you go ahead. Who said something like, like, Yeah, I just do whatever Joe says, and like, I don't even think about it anymore. He knows what he's talking about, so I just trust him. You know, it's like he tells me go this way, I'm going that way.
0: (laughs) Exactly. There's no debate, there's no thinking. They had that connection from college to Mm -hmm. where that's why I think they had so much success this past season together. Yeah. So as you, you develop and as things happen along those lines, you get into the the mindset of you don't think you just do. Mm-hmm. And when you have that greater bond, you don't think you just do. That person is going to be there. hmm And it's just, it's there. And that's why
2: when you get to that point with someone, let's say you and I, we know each other a long time. We have a pretty deep understanding of how we work, like each other works. That's why it can be so devastating to a friendship if say something goes completely opposite. When Tyler showed up at my house, butt naked, like helicoptering his dick, that was out of character. I'm not going to lie. It was strange. And that made me question a lot of things about him, where he was, (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I, are you embarrassed me telling it's no, very, this very true very no, true story? The very true
0: story would be the time I broke into your house.
2: Right, yeah. <laughs> that was a fun one. But honestly, not out of character. I totally see that. Like, <laughs> I can see the logic, even that. But I'm talking, like, when you get let down. In all seriousness, yeah. like, when you have a friend that you thought you knew and they let you down or in, in a way that you never thought they were capable of, that's one of those things where it can make you question everything. You suddenly turn around. It's like something I fundamentally knew. To be true, it's really like profound the intensity of what that feeling can be. I haven't felt it too many times in my life, but that's why I think betrayal is such a strong emotion or, or feeling or something like that. Not not people blow up what betrayal is like. I've been betrayed, and it's like doesn't happen outside of like medieval times or whatever so things like that. But um, uh, what I'm getting at is like those deeper understandings are very hard to build, and they can be very strong in terms of like forgiving, but they also can like when they fracture, like they fracture hard, and that's where I I imagine teams can break apart, like shatter, completely go to pieces when a serious conflict comes into it of a once unified team just like exploding completely.
0: Correct, correct. And sometimes that's why when they talk about like somebody who has a deep impact on the locker room Mm -hmm. is such a big deal in the NFL or professional sport because it's not only that, you know, they're the player, but they're the ones that hold people accountable. They're the ones that, you know, make it fun Mm -hmm. because a key part of sports is if it no longer becomes fun and becomes monotonous, mm. you are going to not have the same kind of reaction because you're thinking about other things outside of the game when you're playing the game. When you're having fun, you're just playing. You're, yeah. ha- you're just going. Yeah. And so uh, a locker room mentality where there's less egos, everybody is on the same page, nobody is whining about not getting the ball or whining about, you know, this person screwed up or pointing fingers. That's where locker room personality is huge and that's how you get a deeper bond and a deeper motivation. Like that was the biggest thing for the Bengals years ago before they were able to make the Super Bowl this year, there was a huge change. The coaching staff changed. A lot of stuff changed there and so from an outside perspective you're like, oh, why aren't they successful? They have all this talent. Mm-hmm. They weren't feeling as equals. They weren't feeling as a team possibly. Mm-hmm. And so like when uh, I know Carlos Dunlap talked about some stuff, some people left because they were like this, this doesn't feel, I don't like this environment anymore because it changed. Mm-hmm. And the dynamic in that locker room changed, and that's fundamentally it starts from the top. And so Zach Taylor, who's the head coach of the Bengals, had to make a change. It's the same thing that happens in high school and colleges. Sometimes when that change happens, fundamentally it breaks apart that team because they don't have that same bond. The play calling, the different things that are happening, they don't know what the coach expects. Mm -hmm. And they do it a different way, and then the coach is trying to correct it, and so it just fundamentally breaks them. Mm-hmm. and that's the same thing when a big ego comes in that's like i'm the greatest of all time why aren't you passing me the ball why aren't you handing me the ball why this why not that mm-hmm. when the eye gets inserted into a team when you have a superstar that is that egotistical that it's about their stats and their stuff uh uh-huh. the team mentality starts to fracture uh uh-huh. right i would equate this
2: now nah, i don't have much personal <laughs> experience with but i was at a drive-thru <laughs> hold on like I it, hear me
0: out. <laughs> I'm letting you go. I'll let okay. you read this. It was
2: actually on the way here and why I was late. I was at the drive thru like just just down the road there and uh what what blew my mind is like there was only one truck in front of me, right? One truck. And I was up at the speaker for the drive-through and I'm like I'm just going to get a little thing real quick and then we'll record some episodes here. Um but this guy this guy just sat there, waving his hand into the into the window. I couldn't hear what he was saying, but clearly was very animated. And then I started seeing on the screen, more orders popping up at the drive-through screen. And I realized this guy is ordering more because then he starts like looking at receipts, does a thing where his receipts out the window, like, look at this. this. And what happened was I waited there for 10 minutes, 10 minutes. I had multiple people come up in line behind me, wait for two, three minutes and then leave. That happened to three different cars that came up behind me and left. And then after 10 minutes, I said, fuck it, I'm leaving too. That one egotistical guy who thought his time was so freaking valuable cost that business four other cars, of customers. Didn't matter how much he ordered, there's no way that he was going to order as much as four potential people there. The only thing, what well, reason I'm talking about this is it reminds me of things like that, where you have this egotistical guy that's part of a company or a team or anything like this and has so many demands, like the, the the like a cliche of a Karen or anyone like this, is they think that they're so important, they rob everyone else from the experience of what's occurring. And in a team, I imagine it's the same way. The overall team is less effective when they have to cater to Towards a certain person's individuality, especially in team sports. Right? Yes. Is that what you're getting yes. at? Yes. Was my drive through analogy kind of I, kind I of it a,
0: was kinda on base. It was uh, better than usually <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> On base! It's a baseball thing! Yes.
1: Oh! All right, anyway. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying to <laughs> understand. This episode is brought to you by hotels.com.
0: Act three. Wow. All right. So we've talked about what makes teamwork effective. All right. But now we have to build the perfect teammate. Oh, interesting.
2: This is like cutting off the limbs of your perfect uh, uh,
0: quarterback and stitching them together, Frankenstein style. So we're going to simply talk attributes. So one of the basic comparisons that I always talk about in building a perfect teammate Mm -hmm. is obviously you want them to be skilled. You want them to be great. You want them to be a good player because obviously for a team to be successful, everybody on the team has to be good at what they do. Mm -hmm. But would you rather have them be amazing in work ethic Mm -hmm. or incredibly talented?
2: Uh, All the talent... In the world doesn't matter if they don't show up when they're needed. So I'm going to go with uh, incredible work ethic. Yeah. Work ethic. Yeah. Yeah. Work ethic every time.
0: Yeah. And I completely agree with that. Um, There's a level of talent that I think everybody has if they make it to a certain level. Mm -hmm. But work ethic goes beyond just the skill of the game because they will work to be a part of a team and to do something to improve their teammates and push each other and be a part of that locker room experience that drives them further. Mm Mm-hmm. So being able to have that tremendous work ethic is a huge thing that I try to have constantly, Mm -hmm. going from sports to everything else. If I ever feel like I let somebody down or I've been lazy or not put in the time, especially when somebody else is depending on me, myself, whatever, Mm -hmm. I'll work hard on myself when I have the time and stuff like that. But if there's somebody else that is depending on me for a show or for anything else, Mm -hmm. if I feel like I let them down, I am so sad. I get so depressed. Mm-hmm. And uh I you saw this on tour. Like there were times where I felt like I didn't contribute as well as I felt I should have. Mm-hmm. Or I wasn't my best on this day or anything like that. And it had nothing to do with my effort. My effort was absolutely there, but I will always and it, it, it's 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 awful. It's probably my biggest demon is feeling like I didn't give enough mm-hmm. or I wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I work incredibly hard every single time. I mean, even in, in space with Markiplier, I felt so bad in that opening hallway scene. You guys have no idea. That line is so simple, and I screwed it up so many times. But I kept telling you it doesn't matter
2: because we could just replace it with whatever take you get it right because the audio is malleable so long as you look like you're saying it. Because you're covering your mouth anyway. I know. So I was whispering. I was like, but. It- but- but it's all good no i i totally get that yeah it is it is
0: yeah so i that scene i was so nervous it was the first one on set and i i naturally use the word attractive instead of handsome or beautiful yeah this is completely off point but because it's more universal and so i was like yeah i'm attracted and i'm like crap that's not the line (laughs) every time Crap, I'm attractive. <laughs> oh, no. That's not That's how, how you mixed up the line. <laughs> I am so handsome and or beautiful. Oh, no. Oops. I mean, in all fairness, Jordan is quite a handsome man. So. That's a
2: handsome man right there. If, for he's, those got, you, he's got a thick neck. For those of you who don't know, Jordan was the one behind the camera, well, wearing the camera for In Space with Markiplier. So that's who we're talking
0: about. Yeah. So, But now getting into stuff outside of just adjectives. Mm-hmm. Describe your perfect teammate my perfect teammate um my
2: perfect teammate does have some individuality in all honesty i do like not being reliant on waiting to see what everyone else is doing to like have this sense where oh i gotta make sure i'm on the same page with everyone else i actually prefer it when if if i'm on any team and of course when the I'm not talking in a sports-related way. Right. I'm talking in, like, my personal life. I like it when other people that I work with on the team that I'm a part of, so let's say, for example, my channel, uh, Lixian is, like, a perfect example. Because Lixian will take initiative and just do things, and because I trust him, we are on the same wavelength creatively, he can then inject his own individuality into things, and he doesn't have to wait for me to give the go-ahead on things. That's what I actually appreciate.
0: now. So, like a self-starter, somebody who, it, yeah, who takes exactly. the initiative, initiative and is willing to maybe at times be wrong, but at least have tried something.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Instead of like being delicate about him, like, oh God, I got to make sure like, you know, this is this is perfect or right or something like that. I like people that try things because I'm a more chaotic type of creative person. I don't really adhere to like super strict schedules and stuff, or I don't do anything unless I have a clear passion for doing it. And so when I see that in other people and the, like the self-starter aspect of it, it's really inspiring to me because that will get me being like, like, oh shit, I really like that. I want to run with that idea. I like people bringing it to me, even if I, but this is different, right? Cause in technically the team of my channel, I'm at the head, so I'm a leader of sorts. So uh, you'd be the captain. I would be the captain, but even as the captain, I like people taking it in their own direction. Even if I have to reel them back in every once in a while, there was an example of the thumbnail for a, a highlight on the Distractable YouTube channel. Not to mention that disgraceful Neanderthalic channel. Are you it's talking about Bob's here. fridge? No, I'm talking about. Uh, it was we started doing custom thumbnails for highlights. They're really well done. They're done by the same animators that make the animations. Um, but one of them was like, Mark has the sex talk, and it, it's just the the thumbnail is vulgar. Let's just get that <laughs> honest and out there. And I had to be like, Look, this is a good thumbnail. It's really eye catching, but also, whoa! <laughs> if YouTube, if YouTube doesn't take it down, it can stay up. But I'm like, just like, okay, a little too far. But I'd rather someone go a little too far. And and reel them back in, uh, then try to limit their own creativity. You want people to take risks. Exactly, I want people to take risks. And I'm willing to suffer the consequences of of a bad bet as opposed to not having the potential for them to reach farther okay yeah Yeah. that's what i like however obviously for my purposes we all do have to be on the same page eventually i just like to be surprised every once in a while with like what people do and i don't want to
0: ever act as an impediment towards other people's outlets of creativity i think that speaks really well to like the improv training because the Mm -hmm. first thing you learn in improv when we're we're training obviously we have to tone it back a bit is just do Mm -hmm. don't Hold yourself back. Don't be like, oh, I can't make that joke. Oh, I can't Mm -hmm. do that. When you're in closed doors and you're training, let the comedy flow, regardless of whether it's terrible, whether it's awful, just let it flow and then you refine it.
2: You know, my favorite scene that we ever did wasn't, it wasn't even our scene. It was like Bob Wade and Ethan were on stage and then uh, like, I went to you like, come on and then we just picked up stuff in the background and we were moving it. Do you remember that? I don't know what show this was. If you were at this show, please let us know. But it was like, we were in the background and we're moving like I think big panes of glass or some we, shit like we, that
0: we changed it up every time yeah because
2: the game was changed so they were doing their scene we were just like let's just be in the background let's be a part of this and then every time they hit change we changed how we <laughs> were carrying the thing and what we were carrying was changing and at the end of it like for some reason you were humping the thing on the floor <laughs> just but we stole the scene basically we weren't even talking like bob wade and ether were confused why everyone was laughing until they started looking back at us and seeing you humping this thing on the ground <laughs> Of it but that was my favorite scene that we were ever a part of because we weren't thinking about it was we like oh, let's see what happens and it's just like we do and we trust each other and we know and like they just did their own thing and then we were
0: <laughs> yeah i think that was one of the only scenes where all five of us uh-huh. were doing something yeah, yeah yeah and i i remember that scene because i remember you saying something and i didn't really fully understand what you were trying to tell me but mm-hmm. i'm like okay yeah i'll do whatever yeah yeah yeah
2: <laughs> just like pick up this invisible thing and let's act like we're carrying it but no it turned out super well uh but yeah that's an example of improv team you know it's like having other people you work with it's it's universal and I imagine you're gonna circle this back around and, and talk about like this is a common human element being in a society in a society with other people you are never alone you are never working by yourself. You are always standing on the accomplishments and efforts of other people that have been there and have touched your lives indirectly in ways you will never comprehend. The roads that you walk on are paved by other people's efforts. And that's me, I mean that like literally and metaphorically, the the paths that you can walk on, like the being a YouTuber, like there are roads that have been Caved by efforts of other YouTubers who have fought work for it, YouTube itself, like building infrastructure, Twitch streamers, like guidance. Technology has been molded by people that want to do certain things in sports and in, in like streaming or in every aspect of life. Like entire businesses are built around how people choose to use things or industries that are made just because other people decide to try something differently. Look at the, the equipment that we are surrounded with. This device that we're recording this podcast on was made specifically because podcasting became more popular, so the tools to do it have become more accessible and in sports all of these accolades and achievements that other people have paved the way for set new standards and expectations for other people to meet the kind of cooperation that you see in other teams and the way that they work become like a template for other people to try to emulate and they see the result of like okay this is something that got them success whatever motivation you have to follow it it's like they got success they must be doing something right you as an individual going through life it can feel like like a very lonely, solitary experience. I think a lot of people felt that over the past couple of years because of events that occurred in the world. But at no point are you ever actually alone. You are connected to the human experience. You are a part of this. And having that sense of cooperation and understanding for everyone around you, your fellow neighbors, your your fellow citizens, the world as a human, you are connected and you are impacting the people around you with your daily decisions. And it's not that you need to bear the weight of the world on your shoulders, but there is a sense of expectation for even if you don't see the people that are relying on you around you, in the future, your actions could impact those that will come after you.
0: Yeah you're a member of society whether you like that or not you are a part of a whole you are part of a bigger picture you are a piece that is significant in every action and every moment you are being observed or not being observed it creates your character it creates you it creates an impact on those around you we talked about this in a couple of episodes before this but you are never in a vacuum you are never alone you are contributing something nobody else can to this world. And the biggest thing for me when I think about a teammate is somebody that not only impacts you in the playing field. And I'm going to take this to sport because I understand sport more mm-hmm. fundamentally. A teammate for me becomes a friend. They're not just there for you and dependable in the sport that you're playing or in the place that you are. They are somebody that makes it fun when you are absolutely exhausted Mm -hmm. when you are done running sprints and somebody up there is like, Hey, look at me. And you start doing a silly dance or being like, I'm going to beat you. Mm -hmm. They motivate you. They make it entertaining. They change your mindset to move away from the suffering Mm -hmm. that you go through together as a team to making it a triumphant moment where you look back on it. And it's, I did that. Mm -hmm. And I did that because of that person. I did that because of that person. Mm -hmm. Teammates push each other, right? I want them to be an individual. Like you said the creativity that we came up with in water polo of plays and different things that we did happened outside of the pool. Mm -hmm. It was conversations that we'd have, or they would do it suddenly in practice because they're like, I have this idea and it worked. Mm -hmm. We would not have won a state championship if not for the bond that all of us had with each other and trust we had in each other to fulfill our roles, but the creativity of just go with it that's what I loved about improv that's what I loved about tour I could depend on every single one of you guys on stage that if I made a joke and it didn't land you would elevate it and make it better mm-hmm. or vice versa when something happened you'd be there yeah
2: and I think like it's a coming out for me it's actually like they don't need to be a friend to be perfectly honest, like I am fine with working on teams of people that I do not like, but not liking someone or disagreeing with them is not a fundamental basis for not seeing the value and what they can bring to the table.
0: Correct. I'm not saying they're they're like a friend that you hang out with oh, all the course, time, yeah. but the level of understanding and the the trust and mm-hmm. the relationship you have with them mm-hmm. is like a friend. Yeah. Like when you're having a down moment, they're gonna lift you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of times that happens just in practice. It's not that you're hanging out outside of practice. It's that when you're doing something, it's like they elevate you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like uh, they bring their own knowledge. They bring their own skill set. They have a semblance of confidence, but not an ego. They make it fun. They know when it's time to hammer it home and they know when it's time to goof off. They're the strength to your weakness. Mm-hmm. They're a motivator. They're an inspiration. Every single person you meet is an inspiration and they're not afraid to give you a part of themselves in the process. And and as I continue to talk about this, all I can think about is Denise and working on the papers together and the times we goofed and everything that we did together. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've ever had a more perfect person to work on projects with than I've ever had and I got to play rec sports with her and stuff like that, but at the same time, like at the core of a perfect teammate is a good, wonderful person, regardless. And so I see that in my friends every day. I see that in the people that I get to work with on this podcast and everywhere in the stretch of this world. I look back on my teammates from youth sports and on and the impact that each one of them have. I have a piece that has shaped me from every person I have met along the way. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, makes every person that I meet, whether they're still here or gone, immortal. That's very profound. That's very big.
2: Um, And that wraps up The talking segment of the podcast. Now (laughs) we move on to the channeling segment of the podcast. (sighs) All right. I'm ready. I'm ready for these hot takes. I have pulled up in front of me on our subreddit, which is reddit.com slash r slash gmfst. People have spicy takes because in the world of putting yourself out there as an expert of sports, some people think otherwise. They think that uh, maybe they know better than you. And I'm going to act as a channel for these. voices because these maybe they're coming from a place of ignorance maybe they know what they're talking about but i will be their voice i am the representative of the
0: people of the listeners right now and right now first and foremost in their mind is for those of you that don't know (laughs) mark is pulling up the subreddit right now so reddit /reddit slash reddit.com slash r slash gmfst yeah that's where you can submit these takes to bring it to the episode
2: i've got a vision in my head tyler
0: How dare you not know who Madame Zeroni is?
2: How dare you? dare you not know, can't believe that Tyler didn't know who Madam Zeroni is. May his afro
0: be filled with pure shame. Shame. Okay, listen, you're asking me to remember a name from a book and a movie that I watched a long, long time ago. It's been years. This brain is filled with sport. <laughs> this brain is filled with balls and pucks and everything galore and rules. I've been studying and focused on all of this my mind was not on a movie or a book at this moment it was on sports ball uh-huh. and at the same time it was on what we were talking about in that moment i know who madame zeroni is uh-huh. i just had a blank moment and you need to forgive me i i will consider that a win that's a point for
2: tyler in terms of the tyler v the audience segment <laughs> i'll give that to him the other top one that i've seen is whenever they talk about hockey it leaves me turning over in my canadian grave i was in physical pain when tyler was trying to figure out what cgy meant it was driving me insane Uh, these are all separate quotes quote as a calgarian i died a little inside crying face quote i am not canadian but i understand hockey is my
0: favorite sport and the episode being less than an hour long physically pained me all caps all right first of all no team in Canada has won the Stanley Cup in years, let alone been in it. Oh, you're attacking Canada. <laughs> you're attacking Canada. So the reason I don't know Calgary uh-huh, or uh-huh. some of the abbreviations of the other teams from uh-huh. Canada. Okay, okay. I knew Montreal. Okay. Is because they haven't won. Wow. They haven't won. <laughs> they have not been in the big news when I've been paying attention to sports. Ooh. I haven't absorbed every game of hockey, but... If they won a game and won the Stanley Cup, maybe I'd remember them. Wow. That, ooh. <laughs> but that didn't address the overall concern of your full knowledge of hockey. In all fairness, I never played hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it when I was younger a lot more, and I've watched more Olympic hockey more than I've watched NHL hockey. Okay. And I talked about this, I think, a couple episodes ago, is I felt bad about the hockey episode because I knew I wasn't giving it its due fully. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is I actually hopped on a call with a friend of mine who works with the Tampa Bay Lightning, mm-hmm. who is an avid hockey fan and an avid watcher and absorber of hockey media. And I had them coach me up and teach me. And in all fairness, this is Mark's fault. Whoa. Mark had to push back our recording date. I had scheduled my education day the day before recording. Okay. And Mark was like, hey, I can't make it. This came up. This other thing came up, which is fair. Which is fair. It's my fault that I didn't refresh myself before we actually recorded that episode. So yes, my knowledge of hockey is lacking, and yes, I should have done better. I'll take the loss on that
2: one. All right. Okay. I was about to go into a tired If you're gonna blame Calgary for not <laughs> winning for you not knowing who they are, you can blame me for you not knowing that. Okay. All right. Well, that's a point for the audience in that one. The the hockey fans have been assuaged. This next one's a follow up in the same thread. Quote. I. Found Felt the same way about the sports nutrition episode. When Tyler started talking about creatine and creatinine, I almost lost my mind. I actually have no idea what this is about, but apparently there was con- some confusion in your information. How dare you not know what creatine and creatinine are really for?
0: I know what creatinine is because I've had kidney disease since I've diagnosed since I was two. Why are you trying to be all punk? I'm trying right to now? be the viewer. I don't know what <laughs> level of your intelligence. sideways hat pointing at me like yeah. I'm a skater boy. How I'm gonna you wreck you. You don't.
2: Did that what you think skater? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a skater no. boy. I'll see you later, boy. <laughs> anyway what is okay so you do know creatinine
0: yes and i know it. i'm only going to give you a point if you can tell me what creatinine and creatine are okay so creatinine mm-hmm. is the byproduct of protein development in the human body okay and it's filtered by the kidney out through your urine Uh huh. so the blood level of creatinine in your blood is a fundamental measure of kidney function
2: okay and creatine. I know that's a supplement that people take. It is.
0: It's a supplement for most people that do like bodybuilding and stuff like that. Um, And there's a lot of information out there about it, but it's something I physically cannot take. Ah. Um, But what it does is it does boost muscle growth and performance because you are fundamentally forcing more blood flow to those areas. And it does, from a structural standpoint, make you retain water. Mm, okay. And when you retain water, the water has to go somewhere and it does go into your muscles. So a fundamental standpoint from research that exists, it does force a little bit more water into your muscles. Mm-hmm. It's not entirely all water weight. It does have some boosting supplements. It's been well studied and tested. But at the same time, it's a supplement, which means it's not fundamentally tested by the FDA. It's not checked into fully nutritionally. There's a lot on it. And it can be beneficial to some people, but at the same time, I can't take it because it can be harmful to those with medical predispositions, especially with the kidney or other filtration. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds good enough to me. I'll give Tyler the win on that
2: one. <laughs> and Tyler is one versus the viewers. If you have other spicy takes that you want me to present to Tyler, go to reddit.com slash r slash gmfst for the Go My Favorite Sports Team subreddit and also post your favorite fan art, your pictures that you made. Try not to steal other people's stuff and be part of the discussion about sports and educating each other about how we do this stuff in the sports world.
0: And also, in my opinion, I think this is okay. If you see somebody with a hot take on Twitter using the hashtag gmfst, please share it into the subreddit, giving them credit so that those takes can also be added to it because not everybody understands reddit apparently uh-huh. and i had somebody being like i want to submit for the elegance competition i'm like yeah go here and they're like i give up i don't know how to do it yeah
2: I actually would like to declare the winner of the uh, elegance competition. Oh, okay. Um, because, yeah. I, like, it, it's been a while since we did that. I wanted to make sure we follow up with this. So there was a post by T-I-9-E-R-L-I-L-L-Y, Tiger Lily, I'm assuming. Uh, it's this picture of, like, the, the feather pen and, like, the oh, multiple yeah. tomes and the lighting's good. And I thought it was just, like, it was a really elegant way. There was many, many other people that had really nice, elegant pictures. There was, like, Nutella underscore free had a good one of just a dress and a teacup. I like that. There's someone uh really nice posing. Trees of Fall had a good one just in front of a TV, but it didn't have like the surrounding elegant elements to it. Same with the previous one. And then there was someone who went out into a park and sat on a blanket. Oh um, yeah, I saw that one too, James yeah. 56. Um, but unfortunately it felt like in nature it didn't quite have that elegant and elegance has like a sense of decadence to it. And there was something about that other picture that I think if you're okay with me making this call i believe that tiger lily ti has won the elegant listener competition i accept your judgment thank you all right uh we don't have a prize lined up but uh here's some applause Woo! and uh well if, if this is unacceptable please let
0: us know <laughs> Once we get merch, we'll uh, we'll send you some merch. How about that? Yeah, we'll have to figure out how to message. I don't know if Reddit... You can, you can to... DM on Reddit, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I think so. Most platforms have DMing, so... Yeah, social media.
2: But anyway, I think that wraps it up for this episode.
0: Yeah, anything you want to say at the end of this? subscribe to Markiplier it's <laughs> no, was... join the Markiplier team subscribe <laughs> like subscribe and share
2: no no uh, I've actually one of the things that's recently I, I I am quote unquote interning at Corridor Digital and that is a new experience because I am suddenly part of a team where I am not in charge of the team and it's a great experience like most everything I've done on YouTube when I'm working with other people I'm usually the one that is leading whatever that product is whether it's space or heist or, or date or something like it's there my name in the title like it's there. So it's really nice to be a part of a team environment where I can lend my knowledge and expertise and I can learn from these other people and their VFX specialized people. Uh, I can learn so much from the way that they approach their work. I can see how they work together. I can see some of the efficiencies, the inefficiencies. I can lend my knowledge here and there where it fits in without trying to step in too hard. But really, it's just been a really nice experience to be a part of a team where uh, we're, like everyone's on an equal footing for the most part.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I-, I think my closing words are just... Um, um, please, if you can, just send some kind words to the universe or you can share them everywhere and respect the privacy of Denise's family. She leaves her her parents and her her husband of one year. So please send them all the love in the world on social media. I can send all of your kind messages. I've been getting a lot of people being kind towards me after losing a friend. And so all I want to say is respect their privacy, respect their grieving process, and and just, just send love out there. And remember, at the end all be all, is, you know, sometimes you haven't talked to somebody in a while. It's never too late to reach out and reconnect. It's never too late to make sure and let people know that you care about them. And it's better to do so sooner rather than later. And so, but if you want to check me out, I've been on this also really cool show over on Roll For It. Mm -hmm. It's like Bridgerton. It's a drama, scandal, romance from the 1800s. Please check that out. I don't want this show to end. It's so much fun. And um, yeah, but send all the love in the world to Denise's family. Mm, That sounds good.
2: Well, thank you everybody so much for listening. Thank you, Tyler, for your expertise here. If you have any problem with what Tyler said about
0: teamwork. Especially (laughs) the team sports at the beginning. That's a team sport.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Let us know. We'd love to hear your arguments about it, or I would anyway. Tyler might not love it, but he will hear it nonetheless. I will channel it through us. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Just uh, remember to uh, subscribe. All of your listens are helping to support this podcast, support our mission of helping more people understand sports. Those that like sports don't like sports uh and we've got a lot of cool stuff in the works as far as like special guests live streams that we're going to do uh we've got a lot of fun stuff in store so
0: yeah be on the lookout for that merch and the youtube channel soon I very know. soon i know people are like where's the youtube channel i need it oh i mean it's
2: going it's like the same pretty much same content except for the the butler video and um whatever else we got going on so thank you everyone for listening have a good one farewell right, Bye bye